0: The Strategic Leader Podcast, episode number 246. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. I am so grateful that you've joined us for this episode of The Strategic Leader Podcast. My name is Brian Holmes, and let me just say, if this is your first time, welcome. If you are a regular listener to the program, we are super excited to have you in this wonderful community of leaders. Hey, we're in the process of transitioning our program to a new and upgraded format and feel, and while we're transitioning, I've decided to highlight some of our most impactful episodes so far. If you're ready to take your life and leadership to the next level, then I am sure this episode is going to make a huge difference in your life. Let's get focused, let's get engaged, and let's go all in right now. Hello everybody, this is Brian Holmes, and before we get to today's episode, I just wanted to share this with you. I want to thank you for joining us for this season of Reset and Reboot and Refresh. We're about to launch into some powerful things around here at BrianHolmes.com, and As we've been reflecting on some of these powerful episodes, I have to tell you, for me, it's been refreshing. Not too long ago, we aired an episode called Burn the Boats, and I can think of no better way to end this time of reset, reboot, refresh than to revisit that episode. Because for all of us, as we launch into the deep, that is the new season, the new horizon, the new opportunities. It's important that we are willing to leave behind anything and everything that would provide us an excuse to hold on to the past. Let's go right now. Let's burn some boats. Rewind. We are creatures of comfort and we crave familiarity. We crave normalcy. There is something instinctive within each of us to want to defend and to hold onto the status quo on some level. Uh, the truth is is that we are unconsciously defending at all times and we are prone to rationalizing our positions, our attitudes, our movements as a way of avoiding unnecessary exposure or unnecessary risk. We are risk avoidant. That's just something about human nature. Now, there are people who are qualified as, I suppose, risk takers. They, they tend to be more comfortable taking certain risks. But there is a human condition that is somehow adverse to risk taking I'm reminded of a passage of Scripture, and yes, for those who are uh, faith-forward as I tend to be, you'll remember this, but there's a great biblical character by the name of Abraham. He's referred to as the father of faith. And the story goes that Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. And that statement, of course, and we can expand on that some if we want to, but that statement flies in the face of everything that is logical and rational. Uh, We talk about strategic planning. We talk about uh, doing our due diligence. We talk about all of these things as far as laying out a path that makes sense, but yet there is an element of our journey that is really about walking out our life, walking out our respective progress, In the context of faith, Abraham left the security and the safety of his familiar environment and he went searching for something. Get this. He went searching for something that he could not effectively describe or fully identify. He knew he was looking for something, but he wasn't sure what. He went out not having a destination That was predetermined. Well, you've heard the old saying, never leave point A until you know where point B is. Well, I'm here to tell you that that just simply doesn't work. I mean, I get the fact that we should be prudent and we should be uh, strategic, that we should have good counsel. All of those things are right. They are true. They are comforting, all of those things. But I'm telling you right now, we're at a point in our journey where sometimes you have to leave. In fact, I would say most times you and I have to leave the safety and the security that we know behind. We have to walk away from comfort. We have to walk away many times from routine. We have to risk everything and commit our life and our future to a completely unknown or unclear destiny. Well, here's the best part. If you're going to succeed, if you're going to realize that place, that new idea, that new realization or manifestation of this new level, this new thing, this new season, this new job, this new business, well, if you're going to succeed, you may just have to sabotage your own escape mechanisms. <laughs> you may have to, to do some some destructive things on the way to your your repurposing, on the way to your realization. How bad do you want the new thing? Are you really all in? That's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to explore this idea of burning our boats and moving all in. Towards whatever it is that God has placed in front of us. It was the year fifteen nineteen, and Hernan Cortez, with some six hundred Spaniards, sixteen or so horses, and eleven boats, had landed on a vast inland plateau referred to as the Yucatan peninsula, or as we know it, Mexico. This Spanish conquistador and his men were about to embark on a conquest of a powerful empire that hoarded some of the world's most awesome treasures. Gold, silver, precious jewels were just a part of what was waiting for them should they be able to to conquer and to take over this land anyone who succeeded in their quest to conquer this Aztec kingdom could lay hold on this incredible treasure. Well, Cortes had only 600 men, none of whom had encumbered themselves with protective armor. And conquering an empire such as the Aztec kingdom with such an extensive uh, territory by 600 ill-equipped men. Well, that was just a problem waiting to happen. It was really a death wish. This daring undertaking was made even more insurmountable by the fact that for more than 600 years, conquerors with far more resources at their disposal who attempted to colonize the Yucatan Peninsula never succeeded. Cortez was well aware of this fact. And it was for this reason that he took a different approach when he landed on the land of these powerful Mayans. Instead of charging through cities and forcing his men into immediate battle, Cortes stayed on the beach where he landed and he awakened the souls of his men with melodious cadences in the form of emblazoned speeches. His speeches were... Ingeniously designed to urge on the spirit of conquest, to urge on the spirit of adventure, to invoke a thirst for a lifetime of fortune amongst his troops. His speeches bore fruit for what was supposedly a military exploit. It really became the appearance of extravagant romance in the imagination of Cortez's troops. But ironically, it would only just be three words which Cortez murmured that would change the history of the New World. As they marched inland to face their enemies, Cortez shouted with a loud voice and he said these words Burn the boats! Burn the boats! Burn the boats! boats." It was a decision that should have backfired. For if Cortez and his men were on the brink of defeat, there wasn't an exit strategy in place to save their lives. Remarkably, the command to burn the boats had an opposite effect on his men because now they were left with only two choices. Either we fight and we win or we die because we have eliminated the possibility for retreat. We know today that Cortez's decision to burn his boats panned out. It worked out for him pretty well. Hernan Cortez became the first man in 600 years to successfully conquer Mexico. And though many historians still dispute the veracity of Cortez burning his boats, it's Doubtless that Cortes did destroy his boats, but he wasn't the first man to do such a thing. He wasn't the first man to make such a bold, strategic decision that would ultimately ensure the victory for his men. About a thousand years before, the world's greatest empire builder, Alexander the Great, did similarly. He burned his boats upon arrival on the shores of Persia. By burning his boats, Alexander committed his men to victory over the Persians, who far outnumbered the Greeks. In fact, outnumbered them in huge numbers. Furthermore, Persia then also had the distinction of having the most powerful naval fleet in the world. Considering what Alexander was facing, the decision to destroy the Greeks' only hope of retreating was an extraordinary one. Nonetheless, it proved to be the correct one. Our history books also boast of other fearsome Greek commanders who executed the same strategy to guarantee victory. Tariq El Tuerto, otherwise known as Tariq Ziad, the general who conquered Hispania in seven eleven, burned his boats when fighting the Spaniards, and he too had a valid reason to do so. His army was outnumbered five to one. Was this act of burning the boats a mock dramatization of bravery or a cleverly constructed strategy? In Sun Tzu's book, The Art of War, great book by the way, it brings to light the logic behind these decisions. It was this. If we eliminate or eradicate any possibility of retreat from the mind's of those who are facing opportunity. And if we commit ourselves without any inhibitions to the cause, which is win, it's, it's conquer, it's arrive, it's accomplish, it's do, well, then defeat was not an option at all. You see, all of us have a strong propensity to retreat and return to what is familiar and what is known to us. This strong propensity is so powerful that at times it becomes necessary for us to identify the places, the things, the people, the ideas, the mindsets to which we default. And if we're serious about winning the next level, we have to consider eliminating those. In my own life, in recent months and even years, I have resigned positions, even paid positions, which on their face were things that I loved to do. I loved being a part of these organizations. I believed in the people. I believed in the cause. I loved doing the work. Some of these I I involved myself in for more than 20 years, but yet I recognized that those things had become a crutch. I had allowed them in my mind and in my heart to become my safety net. They were a fallback. If Now, if I pursue my dreams and I, I go after the things that really matter, if I really pursue and, and quest for the things that I know God has put in front of me and they don't work out, well, I still have these things to fall back on. Knowing that I had that fallback knowing those things were there waiting for me just in case, well, that robbed me of the motivation that I needed. It robbed me of a sense of urgency. It certainly uh, split my focus, and it took away from me my ability to really laser in on creating the life that I really wanted and, quite frankly, the one that God was calling me to. Here's another thing to consider. There are things that in the last five years just in this transitional season for me have been life-changing and even life-giving to me and even some of those things I'm now recognizing are most likely not the things that will propel me to my next level of accomplishment, my next level of influence, my next level of, of... work, my next level of service. Not too long ago, one of my very dear friends, Ray Edwards, shared on his video blog, he said, what got you here is not going to get you there. If, and I do mean if, you and I are going to realize the success, the influence, the impact, the blessing of that this season that is in front of us now has to offer, ladies and gentlemen, I want to submit to you, it's going to require that we burn the boats. What is it that brought you to this place right now? What is the ship? What is the vehicle? What is the thing that, that got you to this threshold? Identify what it is. Know what it is. And maybe it's a good thing and maybe it's a it's been a great thing, but... But is that now holding you from possessing the thing that's in front of you? In the past, how have you responded when you recognize resistance or you become aware of fear or a fear of the unknown and that thing grips your heart and you're like, man, I am up against some stuff here. How have you responded in the past? Have you retreated? Have you tucked tail and and ran? Have you... Have you retreated back to a place that was familiar, that was comfortable, that was known? Own that. Ask yourself this question. What are you clinging to as your fallback? What do you perceive to be your safety net? What do you need to eliminate? Hey, what do you need to set a torch to so that when faced with Opposition and opportunity at the same moment, you've got nowhere to retreat to. What do you need to light it up and destroy it, eliminate it, move it out of the way so that you have nowhere to go but ahead? One last question I would encourage you to ask yourself Are you willing to commit everything to the pursuit of your destiny, your calling, the new level that's waiting for you right now? You're Your greatest days are in front of you. They are not behind you. Now, you can go back and you can be comfortable. You can go back and you can be safe. You can go back and you can avoid risk. You can settle back into what has been for many years. And and you know what? Maybe that life is comfortable for you. But if your heart is pulling on you, if your desires are saying, I know there's more, if, if you sense, if you're a person of faith and you sense God is saying, I have something bigger and, and more influential, I've got something more quantifiable, I've got something awesome for you right now, if you'll just step into it. If you sense that call is calling you, it's real simple. Burn the boats. Will you say yes to the possibilities that are just in front of you or will you retreat to mediocrity? Will you retreat to familiar places? Will you retreat to the same old results and the same old levels that you've always functioned in? Burn the boats. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be encouraged. It's a great day to awaken the dreams within you and to pursue and to go after. There are treasures that are waiting for you. But somehow in my heart of hearts, I sense that you need to burn some boats. There's nowhere meaningful to go but forward. I want to say it one more time. There is nowhere that's meaningful to go except forward, upward, higher, more. I want to encourage you today. Don't settle for less. Yes, I know it's a new year. Yes, I know it's a new season. All those wonderful things. But listen to me. There's something new in the air. There's something that is being awakened in so many entrepreneurs, so many leaders, so many ministry teams, so many pastors. There's something new that God is wanting you to engage. Don't make the mistake of tripping out because you see obstacles or you perceive a lack of resources or you think, man, I don't have what it takes. No. You've done that enough times. And here's what I know. If God's calling you into something great, the provisions, the outlets, the protection, everything you need to arrive safely and effectively at that level will be provided to you along the way. You simply have to say yes. And that means burn the boats. Forward. That's the way. Forward. That's where you want to be. Something got you here, wherever here is for you right now. Something brought you here. Now you're standing at the threshold of a new conquest, of a brand new territory, a completely new level of performance, productivity, passion, vision, influence. Yes, I recognize that obstacles are substantial. Maybe there's a lot of things that are opposing what you're trying to do or want to do. Maybe your resources are few. Maybe you're not even clear on what or how. But you are aware that the opportunity that you sense in front of you is real and that the possibilities are great. You, ma'am, you, sir, you're faced with a very difficult choice today. Do I go all in? Do I risk everything? Do I go for the treasure that's behind door number one? Or do I, again, as I have many times in the past, cave into the fear, cave into my own insecurities, retreat to what is familiar, to what is comfortable? The choice is yours. And I promise you this, when you say yes to the possibilities, everything you need will be made available to you. That's how it works. My question for you is this, what? will you do? Well, thank you for joining us for this special edition episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. I trust that you are deeply impacted as we discuss meaningful topics on how to grow your life and your leadership and, of course, your influence. You can find the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com and We're reminding you that for the next couple of weeks, maybe months, we're going to be bringing you some of our very best podcast content. We don't want you to miss any of those, so tune in each week, and we'll continue to bring you wonderful, wonderful content. Hey, we're busy behind the scenes around here updating and upgrading our website, upgrading our podcast, and preparing to launch some really awesome projects. And we're, well, you know, we're looking to the next chapter in our own lives, with our work, with our companies, and uh, we want to encourage you to engage with transition. It's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. You just have to walk it out. So if you're discontent, engage it. If you're in the process of disconnecting, engage it. If you're looking right now and searching for what's next in your life, engage it. Because the next chapter, the next realm, the next level is going to be awesome. Well, last thing I want to encourage you to do, subscribe to our weekly email updates and do share this episode with your friends on social media. Let everyone know what you're engaging with here at brianholmes.com. We would greatly appreciate that. Until next time, we love you, we bless you, have a wonderful, wonderful week.